Welcome to Reprogram Your Health, where we explore new ideas in health that change how you think and empower you to be your best. I'm your host, Erica Flint. I'm a board-certified hypnotherapist, and I practice in Bellingham, Washington, and across the nation. In my years of studying the mind, it's become clear that there are many roads that lead to the same destination, and for many of us, that destination is health and well-being. This show explores attitudes, philosophies, and techniques that are helping others towards those goals, maybe in new and surprising ways, which often means we are breaking the paradigm, challenging common beliefs, and introducing new ways of thinking about things to get actual results. Rolfing, yes, it's like golfing with an R, is a powerful form of healing. But what is it exactly, and would it be useful for you? Today, we're going to find out. I'd like to welcome our guest expert for today, Brad Jones. He's a certified advanced rolfer practicing in Bellingham, Washington. He has over 17 years experience as a rolfer, and he's also the head strength coach for the Bellingham Bay swim team, which complements his rolfing practice very well. It's great to be here. Wonderful. And before we get started, I'm excited to introduce, we have two fantastic co-hosts today. First one, Robin Robertson. Uh, Robin is the uh, fitness enthusiast and owner of Bellingham Training and Tennis Club. Robin, welcome to the show. So great to be here. I'm super excited to talk about this form of massage therapy because we're going to go deep. Oh, <laughs> yes, we are. And we also have Dr. Sunny Goggin with us here today, functional medicine doctor at Ideal Health Bellingham. So happy to be here and can't wait to hear about Rolfing. So, Brad, can you tell us what is Rolfing? Let's just get, you know, kind of the definition out there. What is it? Well, I mean, the short definition is that it's a, it's a type of hands-on body work. It's manual therapy that's focused on making a lot of change and uh, change on lots of levels for people. Um, change in making people <clears throat> move more functionally, more efficiently. Change that will help people just in what they do every day with more ease. And so ultimately, it's, it's meant to make people more comfortable. Doing that through some hands-on work, through some movement education, through building awareness. I am really interested in learning more about this type of massage. I've had lots of experience with massage. I think it's very important for your balance in life. But tell me, does rolfing hurt? Am I going to be bruised? What's what's rolfing all about? Well, I mean, I think that that is a stereotype that's out there and been there for a long time. I mean, the work was invented by a woman named Ida Rolf back in the 40s. And uh, I think back when the work first came out, the practitioners and rolfers were pretty heavy-handed, and there was mm. not a lot of uh, concern for the client. They were just trying to do something, trying to move something. And so I think we've evolved, and this, is an, this work is an ongoing inquiry, um, where we've, we realize that we can't really make the change that we want to make if the client is on the table wincing in pain, uncomfortable, resisting. Often the pain that people feel is that resistance. If they are resisting some kind of the work, then I can feel that. I can see that if they're sweating, if their breath changes. Yeah. Um, and so it's I can't make change. I can't work against their nervous system that way. You have to be – that's not to say that there won't might not be a point where there may be a little discomfort. It would be very temporary. Um, but most of the time, I, my clients, they feel good and they're relaxed and, and uh, the sessions are not in any way painful their their work my clients have to work there's the the pain stereotype is out there and 
it's something I deal with every day and when I get phone calls and people asking about the work, but the work is not painful. Okay, that's super good to hear <laughs> because I think that um, the deep tissue manipulation can be an important part of healing. So tell us a little bit more about what kind of a person would want to have rolfing. Well, I work with all walks of life. I mean, I, I have people that come in with very... Um, acute injuries. I have people that come in with chronic injuries. I have people that come in that want to improve posture. I have athletes that come in that want to fine-tune. They're doing repetitive movements over and over again, and they want to just keep things balanced so they're on their game. Often what brings people in initially is some sort of problem, mm. and uh, and some it's usually, by the time that people come see a rolfer, it, they've usually tried a bunch of other things. It's often something that's been going on a long time, which I like. I like solving that puzzle. But I do, I see all walks of life, I see uh, kids, I see people in their 80s, and everywhere in between. It sounds like it's something where, like if I went and got a rolfing session with you, I might be thinking about my body movements later on during the day, uh, relating to how you might have moved my arm or helped me understand how I'm carrying my body. Is that something that you do? Do you talk people through movements? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a, a huge part of what I do is try to understand what people do away from the sessions, what they do in their day. The goal is to get them to take those sessions out into their day and to, to continue them. And so, it, so much of it is about building awareness. I, I really, I try to get away from sort of what I would call a, an operator mode or a practitioner focused mode and make it more interactive and, and focused on the client. So if the client can become aware. I, I, I don't tell people, oh, you're always pulling your right shoulder up toward your ear, or I don't, I, I want them to figure that out. So if they figure it out, then there's going to be long lasting change. And so uh, um, for me, it's, uh, it is really about, that's, that's the key, really. That's, that's what makes things stick and last. Awareness. I mm. love that awareness. Yeah. 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 Who knew, right? Yeah. How many things start with awareness, right? <laughs> right? They don't really make any change unless we're aware of it. One of the things that I think is really interesting that you said, Brad, is that your clients have to work. And so is that kind of what you were just talking about there? Just that awareness and bringing it outside your office to their home and thinking about, okay, I have like, do, do you help people with carpal tunnel or anything like that? Or just like this repetitive, you said this repetitive type motion thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I work with all those things, but I think the people, the clients that I look for and, and the ones that do the best in, with the work I do are the ones that don't want to just lay on the table and have something done to them. Mm -hmm. um, they want to be part of it. I'm constantly trying to empower people through awareness. And, uh, and so, but that's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work to go out into your day and, uh, and start thinking about just do I, when I'm at the bank or the grocery store, do I always stand in my right leg and camp out in that right hip? Do I always, uh, when I talk to people, do I shift my head to one side as, as, as I'm listening to them? Or if uh, I'm working with a technician who works on cars and they are always turning a wrench all day, do they do it a certain way? You know, do they grip it with two fingers instead of their whole hand? And so um, there's just lots of little things that they have to become aware of. If they want to just come in and get fixed, <clears throat> then that's, that's I, I mean, a lot of people do, but I've tried to get them out of that mindset. It's uh, because I think it's there's flaws in that mindset in well, terms I'm, of yeah. making things last. 
I'm already thinking about, hey, how am I sitting right now? And me too. At the, at the, you know, when I'm sitting in the chair talking to my clients, I'm like bringing that awareness there because that's something that we do all the time, mm-hmm. right? All right, well, this is super fascinating. We're going to be back in just a minute and continue this discussion on rolfing. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Reprogram Your Health Radio. New ideas in health that change how you think and empower you to be your best on KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and around the world on KMRE.org. Today's guest is Brad Jones, and we're talking about Should You Be Rolfing? Now, Brad, we were over break talking a little bit about the scale of massage. And, you know, there's those feel-good massages that you get at a spa. And I often think of rolfing as the other end of the continuum. And then you, you mentioned that it's not really massage. So tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think that rolfing falls under the category of, uh, of manual therapy, hands-on work, which massage is. But rolfing school is very different than massage school. The training is different. The intent is different. Um, the touch is different. The, uh, we do a lot of work off the table. The goals are in, within rolfing are really to make long-lasting change. Massage has lots of different goals, relaxation, all great things. There's no, there's, there, it's, it's an amazing modality. It's just very different. And really, uh, rolfing falls under a different, a more generic term of structural integration. Uh, and so, um, and that falls in line with the idea of just getting the shape of your body more alignment uh, focused, um, looking at asymmetries and that sort of thing and what role they're playing in whatever the, goal, whatever the client's uh, problems are. The, uh, I mean, the similarities be- between massage and rolfing are that they're, it's hands-on work. Other than that, I think if you were to go into a rolfing session and compare it to a massage session, and I think any of my clients would say this, it's very different. The, just the basic format of a session um, what we talk about, the and then the actual work is, is very different. And so we're really talking about affecting body, posture, and structure through rolfing. Is that right? Yeah. I think the way I look at it is like we have hardware and software. I mean, we have the hardware, which is your muscles, tendons, ligaments, joints, bones, all those things. Then we have the software, which is the nervous system. Mm. And that's really running the show. The change that happens, there's change that happens to that hardware, but sometimes it's more a reflection of the work that's happening with the software. And that's awareness, proprioception, brain maps, all those things uh, that can have a huge impact on our structure and our shape, but aren't necessarily, it's not necessarily that I'm digging into something and stretching it. Sometimes the change is in the brain. Fascinating. And, uh, and so as time goes on and, and things evolve, there's a lot more focus on the impact that work like Rolfing has on the nervous system and less so on mesoderm, which is, you know, the hardware. Yeah. It also makes me wonder about emotional release and, and memory release when you're working on deep structure. Is that something that you guys deal with at all? And I also wonder, when I come to my Rolfing session, how will it be different than a massage for me? And is there going to be homework? Will I have things mm-hmm. to do when I leave? Yeah, definitely. There is always homework. and But it's not like uh, exercises. I don't give exercises. It's more like what we were talking about before. And just and, and everything is tailored to that client and what their goals are. And so, I, you know, 
in the beginning of a rolfing session, it's I'm very focused on what why are they there? You know, what 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 bring, what's bringing them in? And uh, I do a pretty long intake in trying to understand what they do in their day. So everything is going to be tailored to those goals, but those the the homework is going to be more focused on like we were talking about before, building some awareness. Maybe I might give them a little bit of um, some type of exercise stretching type thing, but I really try to um, stay away from that and do more awareness work. And so, what was the other question? I, I asked about emotional oh, release. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that that's that can be part of any body work. Right. And I create a really safe environment for for those things to come up and if they do they do um and uh and and that's part of the process and sometimes i think for most people uh it that doesn't happen during a session that happens if it's going to happen it happens at home and uh mm -hmm. after the session and so and i like to know about that so i'm I, you know i make that clear to my clients uh but i think any kind of body work um especially if there's some sort of trauma or um, if you're working on a shoulder that's been dislocated multiple times and, and uh, you, you're working with a, a baseball pitcher or something like that, and there can be just a lot of bracing, guarding, and, and part of that is emotion and, and memories that go along with missing that game or, or whatever it may be. So it can be all sorts of things. That is fascinating. Yeah. One of the things um, that I'm wondering is how would our listeners at home know that you know, hey, this is the thing for me. Now, you, you said a lot of people come to you after trying so many other things. So for our listeners at home, how would they know that they should try out Rolfing? Like under what circumstances? Is this is this like um, some type of ongoing type of a pain or injury? Or how would you how would you consider that? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, I said that people come see me after they've been dealing with something for a long time, mm -hmm. but then those people, once they've had the experience of rolfing and gone through some sort of series of sessions with me, then they realize that this, I'm going to be their first stop next time for, mm -hmm. they're, they're not going to go through all those things uh, again. And so, um, so I would say people that, that want to change and, uh, their, their body and, uh, people that want to change the way they move, people that stand and and just are uncomfortable standing in line at the bank mm -hmm. and uh um people that uh spend all day you know just trying to get comfortable in their chair or trying to um people that uh do repetitive movements all day and uh whether that's sports or uh like i said um, turning a wrench or computer or whatever it may be you know i think everyone can benefit people have got to want to change right yeah Okay, very good. Well, that's good to know that, that if you are sitting at home right now or at your desk or in the car, whatever you're doing, and you're feeling like you don't feel good standing, sitting, whatever you're doing, um, rolfing might be the right thing for you. So we're going to be back in just a minute, and we're going to get a little more information from Brad on some action steps uh, that you can take right now. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Reprogram Your Health Radio, where we explore new ideas in health that change how you think and empower you to be your best. On KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and around the world on KMRE.org. Today's guest is Brad Jones, and we're talking about should you be rolfing? Brad, earlier you mentioned that you work with children, and I'm curious, what kind of things do you treat with kids and young young adults? Uh, well, I, I work with lots of different uh most I would say young adults is, is the category I work with teenagers okay. um, and and so uh, sometimes it's um, something like uh, 
teenage girls that have scoliosis that come in to work with uh, that pattern that's throughout. It's more of a full body pattern and looking at the global impacts of that and uh, and working with trying to stabilize things, whether it's through the hands-on work or strengthening uh, certain areas. Um, there's usually uh, a fair amount of strengthening that has to happen with that. But rolfing is, is, has been proven to be very successful for that particular uh diagnosis and then i also just work with lots of uh um high school athletes and so um at sometimes they come in and they have something in particular that's going on an injury or or but usually it's more to increase um performance uh and and prevent injuries and so um and during the season and coming in for tune-up type work great uh, yeah. great brad if we're talking about overall health um, what's your definition of what good health should be? Well, I mean, in general, I, I think enhanced economy of function and ease of coordinated movement, and that can be achieved in lots of ways. And uh, so I, I like to, I mean, the hands-on work is a big part of that. And then working with people in their, with their awareness and their proprioception, which, which proprioception is just sort of um, your awareness of where your body is in space and different parts of your body. And so I think that when people have that, they have ease in, in, uh, in their day and they have less tension, less bracing, less guarding. Um, and uh, it, things are just easier. They're using less energy to do things like sit and stand and and they're more lined up with gravity so gravity is flowing through them instead of you know if your head's way forward then you're fighting from the back to hold that head in position and then that's why people hurt so much in their upper back right i swear when my son was little he had no idea of where his body was in space because he was just all over the place so i understand what you're saying about proprioception and how important it is to have that awareness because it also helps keep you safe yes so yeah. you'll trip less you'll run into things less and you'll you certainly will feel healthier um, if you are in good alignment with your body and know where it is at all times yeah in relation to your environment it's, it's important yes yeah. excellent and posture is something that's closely correlated with physical fitness which is right up your line yes, exactly. <laughs> Very good. All right, Brad, this is where we get to tell our listeners some of the things that we want them to do today to the help to help them. So what are the top three things that you want our listeners to do? Well, I mean, I, I think we kind of covered the, the general concept, but I, I would ask people wherever they are, wherever they're listening to this right now to to start becoming aware and and uh, and becoming aware in different ways. And so the obvious way is if you're sitting right now, where is the weight? in your butt cheeks <laughs> is it on in we the, all just sat on the <laughs> where should it be brad there's no right or wrong answer to be honest but most people have a pattern and uh and they have a pattern that they are doing one thing all the time and and so um they may be just sitting in their right side all the time and then that creates a chain of effects all the way up and so um and that's not to say that we're trying to go for this rigid you know, military posture that's perfectly straight. But usually a lot of these problems that people come in for and they, they don't realize are things that patterns that have accumulated over years and uh, becoming aware of just the little things that you do every day. Um, and so whatever that is, start noticing it. Another key, I think one of the, the ways you can really get at some of this 
is if you can become aware when you're under stress of what your breath does or where you where you hold and and so everyone has a pattern usually and it's different in everyone of where they brace and where they guard and sometimes it's it's uh in the upper back and sometimes it's you know in your solar plex area and, and with your breath and some people may do it in their jaw and and so people um have their spots and so it trying to find out what your spot is where where you hold tension that's a huge one in in awareness too but and then i think just thinking of an area that you want to improve and uh and and a, an area that you wish whether it's posture or movement or sports or whatever it may be thinking of it, thinking of something where you feel like you're you're bumping up against something within your body that you just can't get through and and that you need a little help with it good thank you very much how can people get in touch with you uh well i have a website which is uh rolfingbellingham.com and then my phone number is 360-255-1557 wonderful well thank you so much uh brad for sharing this information with us today and kind of clearing up some of the misperceptions that are out there and helping us understand how it can be useful for us i know that i've gotten something out of it i'm just more aware of how i'm sitting here right now and i'm curious about that and i think our listeners are going to be uh, really curious about those types of things too so we want to hear from you uh, join us at reprogramyourhealthradio.com and let us know if you've tried rolfing what you notice about your posture and your sitting and we'll see if brad can help answer any questions that you have i want to thank our host our uh, co-host today robin robertson of bellingham tennis club and fairhaven fitness soon to be bellingham training and tennis club thank you robin always a pleasure to be here and dr sunny goggin of ideal health bellingham thank you so much for letting me be here Oh, it's just great to have all all of you guys here today in the studio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us today. I'm Erica Flint, and this is Reprogram Your Health Radio on KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and around the world on KMRE.org. We want to hear from you. So join the conversation online at ReprogramYourHealthRadio.com, where you can interact with our guest experts and hosts Enter to win a free Reprogram Your Health Radio mug and submit show ideas. Our engineer is Emmeline Kaiser. Our theme music is Northern Lights by Ryan Farish. Additional music by Noah and the Whale. All over our bodies and sun, sun, sun. All down and next now be sun, sun, sun. All over our faces and sun, sun, sun. So what the heck, cause I'll be laughing at all of yours.